Welcome to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Lynch, Paris lover, devoted boy mom, Capricorn, and chronic overachiever. After launching my business in 2020, it grew faster than I anticipated and quickly turned into all the things I hated about toxic corporate overwork culture. Now I'm restructuring it to prioritize the lifestyle I desire and break free from overworking without compromising my income. Join me every Wednesday as I give you the inside scoop on how to balance business, work, motherhood, self-care, and mental health. As your marketing coach, I'll also be sharing my experiences with contractors and clients, having a team, as well as personal and business branding, practical business and marketing advice, strategies, and tips. Let's get into it. Y'all, our obsession with these algorithms have really sucked the fun and quite frankly, the conversions out of our content creation for our businesses and... I went live on Instagram with Jamar Diggs and Tamasha Super to talk about this yesterday. And I'm like, I I already knew I wanted to talk about this on the podcast. And so let's talk about this. And I'm going to talk about it from my perspective first, because honestly, I, I love marketing, right? And I love content creation. Of course, I love it because I'm a marketing person, but I also just love social media before I started needing it for business. And then I did this in corporate for so long that I genuinely find that it's fun. It's fun to connect with my audience. It's fun to see that a simple tool like social media has built an entire business for me that I can never be so mad at it that I don't want to, like I refuse to do it. But I did realize that it has definitely stopped being fun. Um, Some of the things that I really enjoyed about content. So let me tell you my favorite marketing channel. So my favorite marketing channels has been, and it has been for the longest, Instagram is number one. I love Instagram. I love the community that I've built there. I absolutely love Instagram. My podcast, the things that I get to talk about and how I just get to be myself, even more of myself, because I feel like I just can word vomit on this mic and it's fun for me. But I just love that aspect of marketing. So anyway... One of the things that I stopped having fun with was my reels. I show my son a lot of my reels where I do the voiceovers because I think that they're hilarious and he loves them and he likes to guess whether or not it's my voice. And I just think I'm so good at it that I tend to do them them all the time, right? And I used to do them so often and people love them. I get the best comments and then I just stopped doing them. I also stopped doing my IGTV style videos because of course Instagram got rid of the functionality of IGTV and they started preferring the short form video. So then I thought that I had to just do short form video. And I really miss doing those types of videos. And they got me such good results. It's how I built my main coaching program that I had for years. And then finally, when the revenue started slowing down, I just overly started focusing on doing only what I thought would help me to be seen and sell on that platform instead of actually having fun and sharing value like I used to. So today I want to introduce three ways to, I feel like beat the algorithm as a service provider and reintroduce the fun back into content creation. So first of all, I want to remind you as a service provider that we do not need to have a bunch of views or high enrollment in any of the services that we're doing. And most of us do not have the capacity to serve at some of the levels that a lot of us want to experience with our launches. Like, I know you see these people who are booking, you know, 100 people in their mastermind. Like, do you want to serve 100 people in your mastermind? Because I damn sure don't. Do you want to have 
500 people join your membership all at the same time? Do you have enough space to have 50 people attend your friggin' um, retreat? Like, no, you don't. So why are we, can you even hold 40 clients on your roster for your retainer service? Absolutely not. Are you trying to build an agency? Because if you're not, then what are we even pressed about? And that's the thing is that we don't actually need any of these numbers, but yet we want them because it makes us feel something about our level of success when we attain these, you know, these milestones or hit these record numbers. I think one of the things that we forget is that we primarily as service providers need visibility to nurture to the sale or to get people on these like, you know, discovery calls, sales calls, decision-making calls. But we forgot about that because again, we get so wrapped up in what social media has us aiming for that we forget that first of all, we have other marketing channels that will close these deals for us. We don't need to be desperate for social media to do all of the work for our entire business. Or as Jamar put it on our live, like we are treating, you know, uh, uh, social media and Instagram like it's a full-time employee when it's not. But also, I just want to point out that there are three reasons why content is even being ignored in the first place, and they have nothing to do with the algorithm. And that's you didn't promote it, you didn't request or invite engagement, or the topic just isn't a priority for your target audience. So I want to talk about those three things today. So let's talk about the first one, and it's you didn't promote it. So I want this episode to be very actionable. So let's just talk about how I want you to promote it instead. First of all, I don't want you to just post and then ghost. And I know that you are using these schedulers and different things because it's supposed to save you time with content creation. So typically when you're scheduling that post, you're not thinking about the fact that it's out there. Um, But the thing is, with particular social platforms like TikTok and Instagram, those are the kinds of platforms where in like YouTube and your podcast, it's those are the kind of platforms where once you post that thing or your blog, you want people to actually go and read that blog post. You want them to watch that YouTube video. You want them to hear your podcast episode. You want them to see that thing that you posted in your feed on Instagram. And so when you post this dope content and then just go off and finish your day and move on with your life, you're not giving that post any opportunity to get any traction. Think about it like this. What if you were a movie producer and you made the next, you know, Mission Impossible 52 movie? Would that movie just get released into the theaters without ever having any commercials, any previews, any coming attractions or any press tours? And then you expect the theater to be packed or would you automatically know that you have to promote this thing leading up to it so that come due day when it's actually in the theaters that people show up? That's how it seems and how it looks when you're doing all this content creation and then no content promotion. So your tips here of things not to do is don't write a blog post, release a podcast episode or post a YouTube video and expect for it to blow up on its own. Don't make it hard to access what you release. Is there going to be a mini chat uh, automation that with you people commenting a keyword so that they can get the link to your latest podcast episode? Is your podcast linked in your, you know, your quick content or your, you know, your um, quick links? Is it where do people find this information easily and do all of the promotion work? 
on your own. Don't expect people to do it for you. If I'm making a new podcast episode or releasing a YouTube video, you best believe my email list is about to get this notification that says, hey, something's out. I don't assume that because people subscribe to my YouTube channel that they're going to then watch the thing. Well, what about the other people who haven't subscribed yet, but they are on my email list? What about the people who all, I have 7,000 followers on Instagram. Do you think I want those 7,000 people to watch my video? You're damn right. I did all this work to edit it. So what I want you to do instead is, write the blog post, release that podcast episode, post the YouTube video, and then promote it to your community via email, social media, Pinterest pins, all of it if you have all of the channels, because that is how you get people to see it. This will help you with your views and this has nothing to do with an algorithm. Do make sure the link is in your bio, in the post, or there's an automation to send the link directly upon request and ask people to share it with others. You like this, please share it. Share this, tag someone who you think could really use this information. These things are going to allow you to get the views and the subscribers and the downloads that you actually want. And you're not beholden to just an algorithm doing that work for you because it ain't doing it, okay? The second thing is I wanna help you to increase your engagement. So first of all, you gotta recognize that people take action that you ask them to take, which is why if you want engagement, you actually have to ask for it. And I know that it probably feels weird to say like, save this for later, but something as simple as saying save it for later will get people to save it for later. Have you ever written an email and then just like, you know, share your, share, you know, which one of these A, B, or C are you going to do and people actually respond? Doesn't it feel great? Because usually people don't respond to emails, right? So here's what I don't want you to do. Don't just post a brilliant post with no invitation to engage. Don't complicate the ask of engagement by giving them too much to do. Don't give them five different things like like, share, and comment. No, ma'am. Do you want me to like it? Do you want me to share it? Or do you want me to comment? <laughs> and don't try to get them to share the deepest feelings or secrets publicly. If you know that your post was about intimacy, probably not the best time for you to ask them to share their thoughts with the group on social media. What I do want you to do though, is ask for simple participation. This is something as easy as drop an emoji, comment this word. Would you choose A or B? And you giving them what A and B represent so that all they have to do is type the letter A or type the letter B. Be very specific with the request. So say things like save this for later, DM if you are interested. <laughs> and then lastly, engage with the people who engage with the post. Like don't just let people post A or B and then you never say anything about the fact that they chose A or B. Like what did you even want that engagement for? Like just to watch people's answers for your own per personal market research? What about the community part of social networking, right? What about customer service? when you're posting something on your platforms that represent your business, your engagement is customer service. It's them seeing how much pride you take in engaging with the community and how much support you give or how great you are to work with. You know what I'm saying? Are you relying on one marketing platform to help you attract all the leads and make all the sales in your business? 
Well, what if I could give you one strategy that will triple your content's impact, leading to more leads and more sales? Introducing Lead Overflow, a free three-day workshop that will teach you sustainable marketing that keeps your business in front of leads even when you need to take a content break. Over three days, you will master your marketing style, choose your best content platforms, and craft your core content to continuously attract those leads while you focus elsewhere. Register now at leadoverflowworkshop.com. The third thing is how to find what their priority is. You're not talking about what they're prioritizing. So if the topic you're talking about isn't their priority, your audience is definitely less likely to engage, especially if you're trying to attract those, and you, I know you are, trying to attract those higher caliber, higher quality, higher value clients. They are beyond those really basic posts about pain points and all that crap. If they can find it on Google, this is not going to be interesting enough for them to engage with because they're busy. So what I don't want you to do is spend so much time talking about pain points if you don't want to attract the people who complain all the time and just want to live in their pain points and not ever looking for a solution. You are going to get people commenting and commiserating with the pain points rather than people who are like, and I'm trying to fix this. Also, don't talk about something that they can easily solve with literally anyone, especially someone who is significantly cheaper than you. And please don't choose a topic that your audience is just not worried about fixing right now because it's not really impacting them all that much. I am not paying high ticket to solve little pain points. I am paying high ticket and premium prices to solve major problems that I literally cannot solve on my own or I do not want to solve on my own, but this thing has to be dealt with. You know what I'm saying? What I do want you to do, though, is use the words and phrases your existing clients and leads use to, des to describe what they're going through in your own content. And this is where you're going to get this information from, because I see people telling you guys to do this. And it's like, well, where do I get that from? You get that from your sales calls, your discovery calls. You should have that on your uh, application form or your form, your contact form for people to book a discovery call. Like what is what prompted you to you know, reach out to me about such and such service or about this particular topic? And they will tell you when they get on that discovery call, that sales call, that compatibility call, ask them what's been going on and how long have they been dealing with that? They will tell you the exact phrases that they use to describe their problem. Because a lot of the times what we're doing as experts is using our expert words and our industry verbiage to describe a problem because we are officially diagnosing the problem as the, you know, theoretical doctors of our clients. But in reality, patients do not describe their symptoms the way that we would diagnose the problem, right? And so we have to leverage the same exact words that they're using so that when another person just like them is describing said problem, they will resonate immediately with your content because you are in fact saying it back to them the way that they feel it. And then I want to make sure that you are also focusing your content on what is most urgent for them emotionally and personally. See, we a lot of us sell to business owners, right? And so we want to tell the business owner that we're going to solve the business's problem. Or if you're, you're, you're working with clients, I have a lot of people who are career coaches and mindset coaches and therapists and all of the things and relationship coaches. You guys are selling to consumers, but you're not selling your product to those people, those consumers, those potential business owners. You are selling an outcome, 
to them. And the outcome that they care about has everything to do with a an emotionally charged thing, feeling, or a personal situation. They don't want to have 10K months. They want to be able to afford a mortgage so that they can buy a house because they're about to have a baby. They don't want to lose 10 pounds. They want to fit into their wedding dress because all of their friends from high school are coming and they are skinny bitches and they want to be a skinny bitch too. Okay, you are not selling them to stop having arguments in their relationship before they get a divorce. You are selling to them feeling like they're married to their best friend again, liking their partner again. That's what you're selling. And if you're not selling that out loud, that's why nothing is selling, okay? And then lastly, speak to the outcomes, which is the last thing, but I already went from giving you the emotional to telling you the outcomes that you know they want to experience. Both things are covered here. And so I wanna wrap this episode up with telling you how to have fun again. Content, personally for me anyway, used to just be fun. And for so many of you, I think it used to be too. And I'm not saying fun like you wanna make this content all day and you wanna edit and sit on these apps and make all these graphics. I mean fun as in we were posting content and everything we did worked, right? Like everything that we were doing and we were doing it our way because there wasn't any pressure. It wasn't until like the end of 2022, all of 2023 that I feel like the extra pressure started really picking up, especially when Instagram got really focused on competing with TikTok. And a lot of us started marketing on like Instagram. So then that made people leave to go to like LinkedIn and YouTube and all these things. But Honestly, content used to be fun because we were doing our thing and we were doing what we wanted to do. We still knew that we had to be intentional. We still talk from a level of expertise in a position of, you know, brand authority, industry expertise, but we were showing up how we felt like showing up. We didn't have to learn a lot of hooks and tips and all these things. None of those things mattered then. We were telling stories, we were getting these clients and we were showing up how we wanted to. Personally for me, I was doing the most fun reels. I love doing the little voiceover things and I love to do things that would make people laugh while still teaching. Like I am never not teaching. I'm not doing reels to for your personal entertainment. I am doing them for you to learn, but also I wanna make you laugh because I know that marketing isn't always fun. And I think some of you were doing the same thing. We can get back to that. What I don't want you to do is to follow trends that make content creation now stressful for you because you're looking at a checklist of is the hook there did I put it at the right moment is it too long they said it should be one minute or less but this is one minute and 10 seconds that's not going to be good all of that stuff is irrelevant if you want to have fun I don't want you to focus solely on doing what pleases the algorithm. I got sucked into that and I am ashamed that I even cared because honestly I, again, as a service provider, I don't even need the volume of people that some of these other caricature version of people are being online. I don't need that stuff. And you don't either. What I do need is for people who I actually want to work with, not the people who are watching me like I'm a friggin' clown. I want the people who are actually listening to the lesson and probably having fun because it's funny. But I want the people who come for the lesson, not for the entertainment. I want them to come for the education, not the entertainment. 
And because I want them to come for the education and not the entertainment, I need to stop friggin' performing for Instagram and performing for an algorithm and really start showing up for my people. And lastly, don't obsess over metrics that don't matter. Likes don't matter, follows don't matter, views don't matter. I know you're hearing someone with 7,000 followers on Instagram and however many I have on all these other platforms. I have followers on all the platforms. I get that. And you're thinking, girl, I have 100 followers. And to everybody else, that doesn't look like a real company. You know what doesn't look like a real company? When I go to your account that only has 100 followers and you have no content or the content that you're doing is six second reels of you making food in the kitchen and you telling me to keep looking at your your caption instead of you telling me something quick enough for me to decide whether or not I give a damn about it. It's very frustrating when that's all you're doing because you're trying to fight with Instagram's algorithm and you're not fighting for showing me the value more than your competitor around the corner. You know what I'm saying? What I do want you to do to have fun again though, is to focus on content formats that fall into the best style of communication for you. Is it text? Are you better at you know words, writing words versus showing up on video and speaking the words? And if that's the case, then that's the type of format that you should commit your content to and not do what this one platform likes. If that platform doesn't celebrate your text, then you shouldn't be on that platform. Your people are also other places. Do commit to marketing platforms that focus on the format of content that is your best style of communication. Maybe you should be blogging and get off of YouTube if you hate video and video and talking like that is not your best form of communication because people are gonna be bored anyway. We can tell when you hate that format of content but you're only doing it to check off a box to say I'm on this platform because so-and-so expert who has X number of followers and makes X number of dollars is doing this particular platform so I then need to be on this platform. No, you don't because you're not gonna perform well anyway and you're going to hate every minute of it and you're not going to be consistent because the second some shit goes down in your regular life which it is going to happen I don't care what it is your kid can be sick from school you're sick suddenly you're tired my mom got in a car accident randomly on a Tuesday do you think it was convenient for her to get in a car accident on my day no but it did happen and guess what I had to deal with it and that's what's going to happen do you think I'm motivated to do a piece of content do you think I'm going to write a blog post on a day that I have to deal with a car accident? Absolutely not. Lastly, create the type of content that you and your audience actually enjoys. <laughs> the voiceover reels are not only my favorite, it's been my audience's favorite too. I will spend an hour making a carousel graphics that are so serious talking about a topic and then I'll say that same thing in a funny reel and it will blow up for me and blow up for me is just like me getting like five comments and people sliding into my dms that's blowing up for me and I'm like look at this and it's because I had fun okay so I am doing something for you guys, I'm bringing something back called Lead Overflow. Now, I did Lead Overflow originally live back in like October 2022, September 2022, and it was a big hit. People loved it, but I focused on these three areas. I'm gonna tell you right now, and I'm gonna tell you why I am updating Lead Overflow and bringing it back with a new focus. So when I originally did it, the first day's focus is a three-day three, three workshop. The first day's focus was on marketing mindset, and it's because a lot of 
people focus on things that they have no control over, like the algorithm, how many people views your content, how many people comment, all those things, instead of focusing on the things that are within their circle of control. And that's how often they actually show up and post the content if they share the content. Those are things that you can control. I don't want to this year focus on mindset because First of all, telling you guys to not focus on a pain point that people are complaining about is something that I'm literally doing. It's focusing on your mindset so much that I attract people with all the mindset issues. I don't want that. I need to attract people who know that marketing is significant to their business and they actually want to market. However, they don't want to waste their time with the marketing that they're doing. And they do want to actually enjoy the marketing because it's the only thing that makes it palatable for them and their business. And so I decided that I don't want to focus on that so day one now we'll focus on your style mastery figuring out what your marketing persona is i.e the style that you are best at communicating in and then helping you to figure out what that is the second day before is when we did that but now this time i want you to then figure out which platforms make sense and you need diverse platforms because i do not want you to have all of your lead generation and sales conversions happening in just one place because then you're stuck with that platform and if you chose a platform like instagram which is kind of quick and then you know sometimes it takes people a little bit longer and all of those things and you have to be very active in the times where you can't be active you need another marketing platform like something like seo that has has always been giving you leads and always converting people. You need email so you can nurture those people. You need three corners of your marketing to work for you so that you're covered in all seasons, all levels of energy, all levels of business where you're busy or not, and all of the urgencies that you need revenue, whether it's I'm okay for now and I need money today, you need different platforms to help you to do that. And so that's what we're covering on day two. And on day three, I wanna help you master the content. I want you to have core content that sits on those primary platforms and there's going to be three that you're going to pick up and I want you to have content that just sits on those platforms so that if you did nothing new because you're busy, you had a baby, you are just found out you're pregnant and you're in the first trimester, you decide that you want to travel for a month or take a sabbatical but you want your business to still be pumping in and bringing in the leads, I want you to have core content that continuously attracts leads, ensuring that your marketing efforts are effective even when you're focused elsewhere. We're doing all that in Lead Overflow. You can find that out at leadoverflowworkshop.com or check out the show notes because the link surely will be there and I can guarantee you probably probably already heard a little mini commercial about it too. I cannot wait to host you in this three-day workshop and I will see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, subscribe to the Revolutionary CEO podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform and leave a review to let me know the moments you enjoyed the most. For insights, tips, and conversations, connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok. I'm always at Her Marketing Coach. Together, let's continue empowering ambitious and driven women in business. Talk to you next week.